We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number four. I'm Jim Galante. Back in the house, Andrew P. Shea. Andy, I'll tell you what. We just finished our Ask Ross segment, and when you only you take one question, that narrows down the winner, doesn't it? <laughs> it must have been a doozy for Ross to roll on for about, oh, 10 or 11 minutes, 11 and a half minutes or so on one question. Congratulations to the winner of the one question, right? Must have been a good one. <laughs> was it, Jimmy? Was it really well, good? Well, Full, full disclosure, the question actually came in last week. It was one of those I tried to sneak in last minute, and it was about NIL. Okay. So okay. if uh, Ross said, hey, I'd really like to dive into this more, we decided we would do the segment with it, and we used that question as our uh, springboard to talk NIL. So, so anyway, let's move on. Andy, you and I are going to begin our series, and what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at the Penn State roster by position, and in many ways, this is probably the best way to look at things. If you look at a single player by single player in isolation, uh, you're not answering all the questions because it's, well... You know what, the Drew Aller conversation would be a whole lot different if Sean Clifford had chosen to move on. Correct. It'd be a whole lot different if Christian Vayu weren't around. So we're going to look at things by position, see what the depth looks like, and, and go from there. And I always, in these series, I always start out in offense. I typically start then with quarterbacks, that type of thing. Let's go in reverse order, Andy. Let's start on the defensive side. And not only that, let's start at the back end of the defense. Let's talk about the secondary. Let's talk cornerbacks and safeties. Before we get into the individual positions and players, just an overview from you on this position, which has done pretty well over the last few years. Two NFL draft picks lost. And in my opinion, uh, one at each position, one at corner, one at safety. Uh, Tariq Castro Fields uh, at corner and um, Brisker. Oh, yeah, Jaquan Brisker at safety. Thank you, Jimmy. 50-something moment at safety. And I still think this is the single strongest position group on Penn State's roster in terms of front-end talent, depth, um, you know, tools in the toolbox, potential next-level players, guys who have already, you know, cut their teeth and shown what they can do. I really honestly believe this is the deepest single-position group on Penn State's roster. And I agree. A lot, lot of talent there. And as you said, two out of the four starters gone to the NFL, and you say to yourself, I think they could be better this season than they were a year ago. I agree. Now, part of that is who are the players then stepping up? Now, 
Tariq Castro Fields was the cornerback who left. Let, let's talk. Let's start with cornerbacks. Sure. Joey Porter is a returning starter, and I don't think there's any doubt he's got all the physical tools in the world. And the presumptive second starter would be Kalen King, who came in last year as a true freshman with a lot of fanfare. And I don't think it's a stretch, Andy, to say I think Kalen King will have a better year than Tariq Castro-Fields did last year and that Joey Porter will be a better version of himself than he was a year ago. It's it's not a stretch, Jimmy. I'm not sure. I'm not with you on that apple cart, but it's not a stretch. By by, uh, It's not a stretch. It's not even a far stretch. Uh, Kalen King is, you know, uh, a uh, uh, home, what they call I call homegrown talent. In other words, he was recruited by Penn State. He's been developed by Penn State. You know, he's not a transfer. He hasn't done any position changes. And he's ready, right? Like, he's absolutely ready. I think in a pinch, if Tariq Castro-Fields gets another injury last year, like he had been wanting to do and was missing a good chunk of the season, I'm not so sure Kalen King wouldn't have been the first guy in there. So, yeah, I think they've they've got... At the cornerback position, they've got four guys that that are that you have to focus on because if you say, "Well, you got four corners," and I think they have four corners. Not only do they have four corners, they have four corners that can play and four corners that can probably start. Right, Joey Porter Jr. Obvious. This is going to be his third year as a starter. He's you know he's got twenty something starts under his belt. Kalen King is is only a second year player, so. Can't hit, but his experience as a first-year player, invaluable. Johnny Dixon and Marquise Wilson are the other two corners, in my opinion, that you know are relevant. And the thing about Johnny Dixon is he's a transfer from South Carolina. In two years at South Carolina, he appeared in 22 games and had nine starts. He had an interception in his first career start in 2019 as a true freshman. He's played in the SEC. He's got seat time. That is invaluable. And Marquise Wilson, he appeared in 10 games as a true freshman in 2019, and then he made two starts in 2020. So they have a little bit of everything that you want in those four guys. Mix and match how you want. I mean, Joey Porter Jr. is a rock on that corner, and he is going to be better. Mix and match how you want. You got Four guys that can play and four guys that can start. Invaluable. That's just my two cents. The quick note, I think, on Marquise Wilson is last year they moved him to a dual side where he could be also wide receiver. I There's more depth, I think, at wide receiver this year. I don't think it's necessary for him to do that. Hopefully that means he will focus on cornerback. The name that wasn't mentioned, and you probably have to list him as – Pretty much a starter also, and that's Daquan Hardy, who was the slot cornerback. And as listeners of the show will know, one of my favorite players, I think he does a great job, has to be looked at essentially as a starter also, and does a wonderful job. So I, I, I put the nickel as a separate position. That's just tomato, tomato, potato, potato, right? Like, so he's... He has emerged as a, a stud in the starting role that they want him to play. Now, is the nickel a quote-unquote starter? No. But when Penn State goes 4-2-5, Daquan Hardy is on the field. 
Last year, he took over that role. He was exceptional. I mean, he just he emerged early, and then he just kept building. Two interceptions, seven pass breakups. This is a limited role, mind you. Nickel is a somewhat limited role. Uh, he had a pick six. My favorite thing is he had 16 tackles. 11 of them were solo. It is so important for your nickel to sort of be a tackling badger in space. And he was, and he is, and he's only going to get better. He is a weapon for Penn State in the secondary in his role as the nickel. And I thank you for saying that, like, it's not technically a starter, but Daquan Hardy is a starter. And I love him. I remember when Ross would talk about in recruiting, like, I have no idea where Daquan Hardy is going to – remember when he said Daquan Hardy is going to play in a college field. But wherever he plays, I just think he's going to do something special. All right, let's move to the safety position. And it seems like the casting for these safety positions – you play like the secondary role, then you move up to the star. We we saw it um, with previous cases. This year's version is Jair Brown. He's is he this year's version of of Brisker? Uh, begins a role on the team, does better than what people think. Then he merges in his final year as a as a star. I don't know, Jimmy. Yes, you are one hundred percent right. But what's Jair Brown? Now he's playing next to a second-round NFL draft pick, right? So he's the second guy. 13 games, 6 interceptions, 73 tackles. That's pretty much a star-type roll numbers, if you ask me. And he was doing it next to a second-round NFL draft pick. Now, he has to emerge as the guy. There has to be a leadership element. There has to be a, you know, he has to see the game differently a little bit than everybody else because of that he excelled so well at it last year. But I think he was one of the three players for Penn State in 2021 that had that emerged as potential superstars moving forward just by what he did over the course of the season. I thought he was undervalued in terms of all, you know, all-star teams and all Big Ten and all that. I thought he was absolutely terrific. Was he overshadowed? By Jaquan Brisker, yes. Was his play overshadowed? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, and again, we thought of uh, Brisker a year ago in that same way. He had a very good season. We weren't quite sure if he'd be coming back or not for one more year, but we felt really good about him coming back and what that would mean to the team. I feel that same way about Jair Brown. Question is, all right, Andy, who's going to be next to him? So my gut instinct is it's Keaton Ellis. Um, he has the experience on a Big Ten field. He's battled injuries and inconsistency along with those injuries, playing corner. Second year of a position switch. He's got some heat behind him. There's 100, I'm 100% sure of that. But I just have a gut feeling that Keaton Ellis, in the second year of his position switch from corner to safety, he gets the first crack at at being the other quote-unquote starting safety. Since you asked me, that is my two. That's my that's my thought. I think he gets first crack. But, as you alluded to, there's a couple guys ready to step in, aren't there? But, uh, you better do your job and do it well, Keaton Ellis, if you get that first crack, because Jalen Reed and Zaki Wheatley, they are going to have a say in whether or not in 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 the second position at safety 
or if anybody gets injured. They are ready. They are talented. They showed exactly what you would have wanted to see from them last year. I think they have, just like at the corner position, I think Penn State has four viable options at safety in terms of players that not only can play, but if you had, if you had, if injuries or something came up or inconsistencies, and if you were starting Jalen Reed and Zaki Wheatley, I don't think you would be in a bad spot if you're Penn State. You're not going to be maybe at the same level with with Jair Brown on the field, but I don't think you're hurting. And it's just it's great to have that depth, and you're starting to see at that safety position, it just takes over. Next year, are we going to be talking about these youngsters the same way that we're now talking about Jair Brown this year, Jaquan Brisker a year ago? Andy, that is it for the show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State-Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind We Are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com.